Welcome to Dream Business Radio, the place to create your dream business now. Get ready for some inspiration, some encouragement, some proven business building strategies, and a couple of new ideas that you haven't even thought of. It's time to leave slow and steady as she goes to the other entrepreneurs, because this program is all about speed and fast results. And now, broadcasting from his floating home somewhere in the Atlantic Ocean, the dream business coach himself, Jim Palmer. Good afternoon, everybody. I am Captain Jim Palmer, the Dream Business Coach. Welcome to another fantastic interview. I think this is 501. I was just telling my guest, AJ Rivera. And, um, you know, I always tell people I get pitched probably a minimum 10 times a week. And the one sheets come across my desk and fairly or unfairly, I might say, nope, nope, nope. Okay, this guy looks interesting, which I exactly what happened. He founded a company called Blink Media. And he's a marketing advisor. So right off the bat, I feel the marketing connection. And um, he is a consultant. His firm provides business services, executive level guidance, strategy, and everything else. But the core of what he does is marketing and helping grow businesses. AJ, how are you doing today? Jim, I am uh, awesome right now. So I feel very thankful to be on your show. Thank you so much for having me. And I feel the connection with the marketing too. I think we're going to have a great conversation and uh, I intend for it to be valuable for your audience, man. That's awesome. And um, AJ's calling in from Chicago. Now it is June. So I assume it's, it's semi-warm there. By now. Oh yeah. Humid, yeah. Thick. You can swim anywhere. Oh. You can swim anywhere. It's that's humid. Yes. But it's, oh, it's, that's so great. And nice. um in case you're wondering, Stephanie and I are now back in our home port, Chesapeake City, Maryland, very, very top of the bay. So if you look at the Chesapeake Bay and like a weather map, you can see it goes way up there to the north. That's where we are. But um, we're real happy to be here near uh, at least three of our kids. My other daughter, Jessica, who AJ knows, um, is up in Rhode Island. But anyway, AJ, what what is going on? I mean, first of all, when you and I were meeting on camera a couple of minutes ago, you look like you're about 22. <laughs> I'm sure. I, I know. I it's, it's been a curse my entire business professional. Well, life. me too. Believe me, before <laughs> I put the gray beard on, I, you know, people thought it like Richie Cunningham on the happy I, days. Yeah. So. I, it's funny. One of the first times uh, I met my wife in one of my businesses and one of the first times she walked in, she's like, Hey, I'm looking for the owner. Is your dad here? Oh, and, yeah. and I'm like, Oh God. I, and then, so I have that like uh, Steph Curry. I don't know if you're an NBA fan, like baby face a little bit, yeah. um, but I'm, I'm well into my thirties, but I, <laughs> yes. so my podcast actually, um, as you and I are doing this, I think we're two weeks past my 500th episode. And I always like telling why do I keep doing it? Well, first of all, it's very good for my business. But second of all, it serves my audience. And one of the things I hear all the time is people love the conversation that I have. Um, when I'm interviewing a good guest, uh, I, I get as enthusiastic about just the communication or the conversation and finding the backstory. So I know you're going to share some good strategies, probably some relevant marketing information. But I also like to dig into the stories like who becomes an entrepreneur anyway? I mean, there's no direct deposit, guaranteed paycheck. There's no there's no vacation <laughs> unless you achieve success. Are you a first generation entrepreneur or did you have parents or grandparents to inspire you? Yeah, my father. Uh, good question. And uh, yeah, my father and grandfather, I come from entrepreneurs. They've always been entrepreneurs. Um, growing up, my father did real estate. He has a tax consulting business. Um, he's flips his houses with my uncle. And my grandfather is like a crazy, like uh, real estate 
tycoon here in Chicago it has a whole wow. bunch of buildings and stuff. Yeah, I mean, I don't know if tycoon has a negative connotation, but uh, it sounds cool and impressive. So I'm, I'm it doesn't have a negative connotation in entrepreneurial circles. So just let that be. Let that good, be good, good. He doesn't wear the hat. I keep trying to get him to wear that the big hat, but he. Uh, yeah. No, he. Yeah. So I, I, I kind of always grew up around it. Um, my, my mother, you know, to balance out, my father was like, oh, you know, take the safe path, go to college, get a job. I did the college thing. And I, it's just like, not for me, right? Like I get bored too quickly. I like innovating. I like new things. I'm, I'm a starter is what our um, VP of ops would say all the time. She's like, you just like, like starting things. Like, like you like the hard part. <laughs> and uh, yeah. And so I, I started off in entrepreneurship, uh, owning and running fitness studios. Um, that transition to like owning and running marketing agencies and consulting. And then the consulting just grew to the point where I was like consulting on $200 million companies. Wow. And every time I walk into the room, I'm like, they're like, who's this kid? Because I look like a baby. <laughs> there, you know what? The school system, I think, is is sorely lacking on many fronts. But they don't teach people that there is an alternative. The kids, people, they don't teach kids there's at least an option other than go, getting a high school degree and um, then going to college and then working for your whole life. They never even mention entrepreneurialism, right? Um, which I think is sad, but... So I'm guessing when you started in the fitness business, um, that was probably a struggle. And then you learned marketing. I'm just guessing here. And you learned marketing, which is why you became a success and then started consulting with others on marketing, right? 100%, Jim. It's like you're reading my mind, man. Uh, <laughs> I can tell you do this uh, all the time yep. because, uh, yeah, you know, I started the gyms. I I tried every horrible marketing idea possible um, as, as far as like even knocking door to door. I hired a dance troupe to dance out, uh, out front of my studio thinking that would work. I, I tried all the crazy things you can. And I, I realized, oh, this isn't like a field of dream situation, right? Like I was hoping if I build it, people just show up, right? Cause yeah. I'm so great at my job. That's what everybody who gets into business starts. Like I'm so amazing or this service is so unique. Why are like people not flocking here? And so I really, that's when I started investing in mentorship and coaching and programs and courses and masterminds. Cause I needed to figure this out. Like I kind of didn't give myself any other option, right? I needed to figure marketing out. And that's what uh, led to like the, the uh, we ended up expanding, go getting multiple locations. I had a multiple six figure exit. I sold off those or, those organizations, but it was all because I was getting coaching and because I was able to master my customer acquisition and my marketing and be able to get customers when I needed to. That's awesome. So when the so did you have one location or several or what? I, we I go ahead. No, what were you marketing? I was curious the size of your business. Yeah, so we had uh, one location was how I started. Um, it was very mom and pop. Eventually expanded to two locations. One of the first location relocating to a bigger facility. Um, I think at our height, we had something like 300 members. We were like a boutique fitness transformation studio. So, everybody... so what, if I had to ask you, and I apologize, I get oh, I just no. want to cram as much into the half hours again. Yeah, and so it. if I asked you, so what was the turning point other than you know, you're, you're there and it's five o'clock and you, you got all this equipment and nobody's there. So something brought people in. What I know you did several things, but what was yeah. the one or two biggest things that started having people come in the door and join? For sure. Yeah. I would say like 
I, I kind of boil it down to a few things. The first thing is getting my offer clear. I think, uh, and I know you talk about this because I, I went down the rabbit hole of listening to your podcasts uh, before <laughs> before I came down here, and they're good. I mean, you're you're a good podcaster, um, but they the offer, like the offer, was unclear before, right? I was offering Zumba dancing, I was offering boot camp, personal training, all these things, and it was all over the place. Thinking I could be everything for everybody, um, and so focusing on being the best at one specific type of like avatar or in marketing jargon, ideal customer profile, right? Getting one perfect avatar and building my business around that, that super helped. And then the second thing is understanding paid media, things like Facebook ads, YouTube ads, Google, um, and, and even just social media in general. So those would be the two major things that I think really contributed to my success with those businesses because if my offer doesn't get fixed i don't raise my price if i don't get rid of all the things that aren't profitable if i don't figure out advertising that business doesn't grow well i want to make sure my listeners heard that because you talked about you talk about the offer you talked about the avatar really what you're talking about is your who in direct response marketing which is the most effective kind of marketing the who matters so much more than the what it matters more than the where it matters i mean if you don't ha- i mean you could have the greatest offer in the world but if it's going out to the wrong people or if the wrong people aren't getting it so you figured out your who and was that just because you started looking at well we do have say 30 people and did you kind of dissect them and see what they had in common or like how did you figure that out 100% yeah that was the origin of creating what we call like buyer personas or buyer customer journeys, which I know, you know, if if you're a direct response marketer um, is looking at our best customers, the ones who didn't need to be advertised to the ones who had been there for years, who bought the most expensive packages and realizing, Oh, I want more of, we actually named it after I'll I'll switch it for the sake of this call. I'll switch it to JD, but like, that's my wife's name, but we want more JDs in here. Like, how do I get 300 JDs so that my business is awesome. I, I don't need to, you know, hire a whole bunch of staff and the customer lifetime value is there and everybody's happy, right? The trainers like training them, the admins like working with them. Everybody's, a, the customers give us good reviews online. And that's sort of where we started. We're like, let's stop advertising to these customers that are like we don't like love them anyway right like they're the ones who whose payments fail and who don't show up and who you know potentially one star you on on the internet and we're like let's just market to the jds of the world and that's where we focused and that's when things really started to grow you know i teach that to my clients all the time when you focus on the high-end clients and I don't mean like, you know, multimillionaires, but focus on the people who, whatever it is you do, product or service related, the high-end clients are the ones that focus on results, right? The low-end folks is, wait a minute, I didn't get I didn't get my five-minute call or I didn't do this or where's that download? I mean, they're so concerned with ticking off the box of everything that's on the, the list of the offer. But high-end clients, I, I, I've, I learned that a long time ago because I was in the franchise business. And then when I get into direct response marketing, I don't know if you named uh, Gary Halbert sounds familiar oh, to you. Yep, the legend. What, what a legend, right? And he told this story. I, I, I invested, I think it was like $2,000, which was a lot of money for me a, lot, you know, a while back. It's still a lot of money, but yeah. and I invested 2000 and I listened to it. I've listened to it literally about six times. But he told the story, this was, goes back in the 90s, I think. And he said he was he charged like 13 grand for half a day or a full day, which again, in the 90s was a lot of money. Yeah. And he said, sometimes he'd have to go there 
for a client and he'd be there all day. And in the end, they got what they needed. He said, there's some clients I go there. Let's say I go in there. I meet him at nine o'clock. I'm in their big suite, their office suite. Half an hour later, I give him some information. He goes, okay, we're good. And he goes, well, we still got a lot of time. He goes, no, I have what I need now to, to, you know, I'm paraphrasing to make another million dollars or to fix this. And he said, he paid me $13,000 for a solution. And if I gave it to him in half an hour, he's cool with that. Right. And I think that's really, that's the difference with high end clients versus, you know, the always trying to attract the the low end people who, who, in other words, and I know I'm preaching to the choir here. You think we, we knew each other a long time from the way pe- this interview is going, <laughs> but I'm sure people, um, there are some people who, you know, were trying to attract the $1 a month type of fitness client. That's probably not who you were going after. Correct. They, I mean, you're, again, you're hundred percent right on all of that. Um, is that I, I started thinking I would be cheaper than everybody. And those were the clients that give you the headaches. And, and even in the consulting world, like I, you know, I do deep dives and things like that too, full day consulting where we'll build out people's marketing and the best clients, the high end, I, I like that you call them high end and it doesn't necessarily reflect their income. It reflects their attitude, right? Um, they get what they need and they're like, cool. You want to go get lunch? You want to go get dinner? Like they're, they, where the lower end ones are like, hey, you said you'd stay here until, you know, I had every single thing. I'm like, sure, I'll stay here till midnight. But like, there's a different energy when it comes yes. to the high end clients and like how they come to you. And like, if they're already sold on your process or your methodology before they even book that call. So AJ, in 2009, um, I think that's when I wrote my first book. And that's also when the Kodak flip camera came out. And oh. prior to that, you know, I mean, a good camera that you could shoot videos mm-hmm. uh, and upload them was like hundreds of dollars. So the Kodak flip camera comes out, it was like $120. You lift up the little lens and you hold your arm out. This is before selfie sticks. <laughs> and yep. you, you shoot a video. It felt awkward. Like, uh, are they looking at my nose or something? But mm-hmm. then, I mean, that was really, and I and I started doing videos and me and, and two other guys that I was in a mastermind group with, we're going to do weekly shows. Mine originally was called Newsletter Guru TV because that's my first business, now Hassle Newsletters. And then it, then it became Dream Business um, TV, et cetera. But um, I, re- I did that for, I did that for um, six or seven years every week, only missed twice in that whole period. Meanwhile, my buddies dropped off after about nine months. It was just too much work. <laughs> but when I was reviewed, but videos, very, very powerful. I mean, what a way to connect with an audience. I mean, first there's the written word, there's email, there's your blog. Then I remember there's thing called the audio generator. You could add a little audio to your website yeah. and uh, probably before your day, but, and then now you can add video to website. I mean, it goes very cool. And I, I really, gravitated toward the camera but in uh doing a little research for today i i saw something where you built a three million dollar marketing campaign using one video i needed to ask you about that absolutely yeah uh thank you for that question it's one of my most uh proud achievements in my life so i'm Mm -hmm. I'm very thankful that that's what you brought up i yeah i when i was first uh delving into the world of consulting after i had some case studies uh, one of my mentors at the time, and I'll, I'll shout him out, Dave Rogan Moser, he's the founder CEO of Jasper AI. Um, and I have zero involvement with him, just love him. And he, um, he, uh, he uh, had uh, encouraged me to say, hey, you know, you got a couple of these consulting clients. Is there any 
you think you could maybe get a few more with some like online marketing and stuff? I'm like, I don't know, man. Can you help me out with this? Like, I know about the the offline marketing and some of the basic Facebook ads, but I've never taken anything national before. And so he's like, here, let me show you what we've been doing. And we built a video that essentially could communicate my message to more people than I ever could one-on-one, right? And so that's sort of the beauty of the internet is before where I would maybe need to even get in a room or sit and pitch a person and, and, uh, you know, at a desk, instead I could build a video that communicates the value of my product and make it their idea to say, hey, you know what? Yeah, I do want to book a call with you. And they come on, they know what I sell, they know my story, they know what they need. And they're just like, okay, you know, can I afford this? Where do I sign up? And that campaign did $3 million in, in top line revenue um, with, with, uh, in seven months. And so that was crazy to me. And it continued to do more after that to the point where my mentors were, were like, are you still running the same campaign? I'm like, that same campaign is still churning out customers for our consulting uh, business at the time. So yeah, man, it was, it was really awesome. And it was a very short, like 20 to 30 minute video that resulted in millions of dollars. And I always try to tell people that because if you can get your message out there and it makes sense and you're talking to that one person, you can get crazy good results for your business without, you know, breaking the bank, without needing a giant team or anything like that. Yeah. So video is an important part, but then the rest of it is the paid marketing. One of my uh, memes is, you know, it, it, I actually don't think I say idiocy, lunacy, or, or I, say, I forget exactly how I phrase it, but expecting paid traffic result with a free tra- free traffic mentality is ludicrous. I think that's what I said. Yeah. So you you obviously figured out the route uh, once you got the campaign, the video, whatever, you figured out how to drive targeted traffic, whether it's Google or Facebook ads or, or whatever. Where, how long have you been building that skill? Oh, I mean, since since I started with the gyms and back in the day, I, I just remember setting up an ad and kind of stumbling upon getting something to work for like, this was, you know, 10 years ago in the heyday of Facebook ads, where you could literally spend $5 a day and get 20, 30 applications. That's pretty hard to do today. It's impossible today. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> At least like, not like that. Like it literally felt like magic. I was like, oh my gosh, I could just put $10, $5 into this machine and I have appointments for the whole week. And I just have to convert enough to cover my $5, right? I just have to get that return back. So uh, yeah, so that's what started me down that Facebook ad rabbit hole and, and uh, then Google ads and YouTube, and LinkedIn and the whole thing and really trying to get a holistic view of advertising and creating demand and uh, replicating what I had done in the gyms and replicating what I had done in consulting for clients. That's awesome. So tell me about uh, who's a good client for you now? Who, who do you work with through your uh, consultancy? Yeah. So we work with, because I have lots of experience like you with small business, right? I, I mean, we worked with over 800 small business owners um, when we did the uh, consulting and agency work. We do work with a lot of small business owners who are maybe in the six-figure, low seven-figure range who are just don't have a handle on their marketing, right? And they're just, they have all the tools. Maybe they have multiple landing page softwares, multiple email responders. They don't know what to do with all of this. This is like, they're, they got a bunch of tools, but they don't got a toolbox and they don't have somebody to teach them how to build the house, right? And so we go in there, help them determine what tools they actually need, help save them some costs, give them some quick wins, and also build the house with them, 
right? So that they have it for forever and they don't have to uh, throw things on the wall for the rest of their life or look for a Hail Mary or get, you know, suckered into a Facebook ad that promises a million clients in 10 minutes if you just buy my course, right? <laughs> so, yeah. yeah. Yeah, so th those would be ideal customers, service-based, uh, B2B, yeah. And I know I also saw um, in your bio, you helped a $200 million company um, increase demand for their product, I think by 30% in like six months or something. Yeah. Um, did I read that? Did I read that right? You read that right. I, I was surprised by it too, to be honest. Like, like I'm confident in my abilities, but I was shook at how like we exceeded our expectations there. So one of my clients right now is a $200 million staffing company. I work with them right now. Uh, we have a small team and they were in the six months we've been working with them creating demand campaigns. So demand generation for like non-marketers like i know you know but it's it's essentially instead of selling like trying to get a lead for like an ebook which is a great practice by the way but instead of just doing that you're communicating your message and your ideas with people to make it their idea to reach out to you so it's a little bit like if content marketing and paid advertising had a baby right and so we started doing that creating value-driven content uh, pieces of content that people like lead people to the conclusion, oh, I should probably work with this organization. And that resulted in a 30% upkick in our B2B clients, our B2C clients, our fills, our revenue, all through the roof are, are just by implementing that with a little bit of ad spend and a little bit of strategy. So yeah, it's, it's, it's probably my second most proud one. I think the first one I was really proud because I did it all by myself. This one was me, you know, leading a team and strategizing. And I, I'm still very proud of the work here. And I can't wait to see what the next six months are going to look like because these are, this is our slow season. In oh, my summer. goodness. Yeah. So <laughs> how, do, how do you figure out? I mean, you, I think a lot of people understand what an avatar is, but how did you figure out the avatar for your gym? And is that something you do with your customers today, your clients? Yeah, 100%. Like, and I love that you talk about Avatar um, so much because it's one of those things like, we don't want to talk about it. It's not fun. Teach me the new ad hack, right? Like that's what everybody wants. But the, the truth is you need to dial in that customer avatar and that offer. And so what we do, uh, actually, I have a, a better use case for you. When we were in our agency, we actually reversed into which customers were worth like let's say 30,000 to the organization and which ones were worth like three and we backed into finding that certain marketing campaigns generated those customers even though on the front end the lead might be a little bit more expensive and that allowed us to kind of look more holistically at our entire marketing strategy and be like wow even on the surface, this seems like a more expensive lead. The ROI is 30,000 versus four down here. So we're, we're losing money by killing this campaign or shutting it off because we're, we're only looking at the front end metrics instead of the entire business and like the revenue goals. Wow, that's awesome. Hey man, I, I, my gut was right. I knew this would be a fun interview. Um, I'm sure people want to connect with you and, um, and, and learn more about you and, and from you and stuff. So what's a good place for them to do that? Absolutely. Um, I would, uh, ajrivera.com is awesome. I can put together something. I don't know if there's anything you would like me to share with them. I can give them a template of that video campaign so they can implement it. We still use it to this day. Um, so ajrivera.com slash Jim, you can hang out there. I'll, I'll, I'll create a little page for you. Oh, that's <laughs> nice. Thank you. 
Yeah, man. Or uh, blinkmediaco.com. And that's our demand generation agency. Um, if you if you're needing strategy for your business and or leadership and you want to get something that you know is going to work and doesn't feel like throwing a Hail Mary. So it's AJ Rivera and that's R-I-V-E-R-A dot com. Correct. Yes, sir. All right, man. AJ, thank you so much. It's been a real pleasure talking with you today. Jim, I appreciate you so much. Thank you so much for having me on. It's been an honor. Hey, folks, that wraps up this very special interview with AJ Rivera. It's obviously got a lot going on, and um, I know you've enjoyed the episode. So you know what? Why don't you listen to it a second time? <laughs> You'll pick up another <laughs> nugget or two. But un until this time next week, I am Captain Jim Palmer. Oh, I forgot what I was going to say. You can connect with me at GetJimPalmer.com. If you're interested in the Dream Business Mastermind and Coaching Program, that is Dream Biz Coaching, DreamBizCoaching.com. Now I can say it until this time next week. Another fantastic interview. I am Captain Jim Palmer, the Dream Business Coach. You take good care. Now it's time to go implement what you've learned. Great ideas are nice, but results only happen through action and implementation. So stay focused. Kick all distractions to the curb. Sleep a little less if you have to. And create your dream business now so you too can live your dream lifestyle. To learn about building your dream business, join Jim's free Dream Business Facebook community at dreambizgroup.com. That's dreambizgroup.com. <laughs> See you next week for more Dream Business Radio.